Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, if you read any of the headlines from this past weekend, you might be a little scared for the future. One quote, one headline, the Delta variant is as contagious as chickenpox, the New York Times said. But they aren't the only ones sensationalizing the new data that's coming out about the virus as it continues to evolve and its transmissibility and so on. Fox News, NBC, and the Washington Post have all contributed to the hysteria. So if the headlines aren't telling you the whole story, how do you know what's true? I think to understand what's really going on, what the risks are, you can no longer be reliant just on the headlines. For example, on Fox News, associate editor of Chronicles magazine, Pedro Gonzalez, said the new mask mandates were psychotic. Meanwhile, as you noted, the CDC has announced that everyone, vaccinated or not, must wear masks indoors, including everyone in K-12 schools. This is psychotic. Uh, continuing on uh, with uh, some Fox News coverage, Tucker Carlson uh, said the vaccines don't do what experts said they do. It turns out that the COVID vaccines, those wonder drugs that were absolutely perfect, that were more impressive than the moon landing, the drugs you were not allowed to question in any way, don't actually work in the way they told us they did. The science is more complicated than we thought. There's still an awful lot we don't know. These are, after all, experimental drugs, and they're behaving like it. Flipping to uh, CNN, Jake Tapper over the weekend cited a model showing a tripling of the death toll. And Dr. Anthony Fauci said he believes the model is probably accurate. Today, one model by the COVID-19 scenario modeling hub projects that if the U.S. does not improve the vaccination rate, cases will continue to rise And the U.S. could see a tripling of the current daily death toll, so up to 850 deaths a day by mid-October. Though in the worst-case scenario in this modeling, that number could climb as high as 4,000 deaths a day, about as bad as it was last winter. Do you think it's really possible it could get that bad, 4,000 deaths a day? Well, when they do modeling, Jake, they generally give you the worst-case scenario and the best-case scenario, but somewhere in the middle... If you look historically at the modeling that has been done over the last 18 months, for the most part, it's been pretty accurate. So I'm not so sure it would be the worst case scenario, but it's not going to be good. We're going in the wrong direction. So uh, let's uh, round out with just one more. Let's go to CBS Face the Nation. Uh, Former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb Gottlieb, uh, said the vaccines are still working and the percentage of vaccinated people spreading the disease is small. 
But remember, the original premise behind these vaccines were that they would substantially reduce the risk of death and severe disease and hospitalization. And that was the data that came out of the initial clinical trials. That premise is still fully intact. We still see that these vaccines are doing a very good job preventing symptomatic disease, preventing hospitalization and death. The second premise around these vaccines is that they would reduce the incidence of infection, any infection, including asymptomatic infection, and they can also reduce the risk of transmission. And therefore, they would be an important public health tool in effectively ending the epidemic, the pandemic, because they would prevent people from transmitting the virus. That premise is still intact, but what we see with the Delta variant is it's diminished. Um, There is more evidence that people are likely to spread the Delta variant even after vaccination than they were likely to spread the other variants. But it's still a very small percentage of people. Okay, if your head's spinning, uh, join the club. Uh, Many of us are a little bit whiplashed in terms of what is going on, what's happening. And again, when we have sensational headlines uh, from both ends of the spectrum, it becomes very difficult for citizens to know who to believe, who to trust, and more importantly, what to do. What's the most important thing that we can do? And, and I want to break this down just a little bit because I, I think these were, were really uh, egregious. On NBC News, their headline was exclusive. At least 125,000 fully vaccinated Americans tested positive for COVID. Okay, now that number is true. But that's, uh, as our friends at the dispatch pointed out this morning, uh, that's sort of like saying uh, President Lincoln had an unpleasant evening at Ford's Theater. Uh, Technically true, wildly misleading. Because what's missing from the uh, NBC post was any kind of denominator. So the total number of Americans who are fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, it's currently... 164,757,423. So NBC's tally of the so-called breakthrough cases uh, doesn't quite get it all into perspective. So if we use their number as a baseline figure, that would mean 0.076% of fully vaccinated Americans, one in about 1,300, one in 1,300, have experienced a breakthrough infection. Uh, As of July 26, this is uh, per the CDC, 6,239 fully vaccinated Americans, which is 0.004%, have been hospitalized. And 1,263 fully vaccinated Americans, or 0.001%, have died from it. So the, the headline... Uh, is is very misleading because of the percentages that it leaves out. It's just a raw number. Uh, now, any illness, any sickness, any death, those are all too, one too many. Uh, the Washington Post headline uh, referred to a CDC report from last week that uh, talked about the shifting message on mandates. And again, this was focused on numbers coming out of uh, Provincetown, Massachusetts. And the numbers, 469 COVID-19 cases between July 3rd and 17th. Of those, 346 or 439, uh, 74% occurred in vaccinated individuals. Uh, 90% of those, uh, let's see, uh, sorry, the, the cycle kind of going through all of that uh, was trying to get to the, the bottom line of, well, what does this actually mean in terms of transmission rates? 
And what it didn't account for is all of the other people who go into that town. It's a tourist destination spot. Uh, And so, again, a little misleading in terms of what those numbers actually are and where they go. Uh, And on and on we could go all day long. And you could take it from either side of the equation, uh, whether it's an overreaction or an underreaction, uh, whether it's, you know, calling for a complete lockdown and the sky is falling or it is, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to do, do. And no one has to be responsible for anything. Neither of those are the right answer. The challenge, and it is a challenge, it's a challenge for all of us, uh, is to get past the headlines. We cannot be content with the headlines because, again, the more uh, you realize that there's something underneath it, uh, it's undermining trust. It's undermining trust in the data. It's undermining trust in the institutions and it's creating more hesitancy and reluctance and resistance from citizens. And so part of that is a communication issue. Uh, we covered this last week that the CDC, the White House, have all been talking about a new war, a new message, a new model of where we are and how we need to, to try to progress and move this all forward. Uh, the things that we know, the things that we know are the vaccines are, are working and we need to get that part done. Uh, as those were administered, as we look at those uh, that are currently, as the Delta variant uh, makes its way across the country, that those that are showing up at hospitals, those that are, are passing away because of having that Delta variant, uh, that's, that's the big number. And so the thing that I hope we can all, there's a couple of things I think are important for us to to think about on a Monday. One is that I'm going to remind you what I said last week. This is a novel coronavirus, novel being the operative word, meaning this is new. It is different. It is unique. And so, yes, it is learning on the job. It is figuring out what works, what doesn't. The thing that we need more of is we need more clarity. We need more transparency. For people to say, you know, we don't know, or we were wrong. We need to shift this way based on the data and getting down to the heart of the data. So we're going to continue to break that down, but please, 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 please go beyond the headlines and don't be posting and reposting and commenting based on a headline. If you read the whole thing and you get to the details, great, weigh in. Uh, But if you're just skimming headlines, that's part of the problem. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Don't go anywhere. Jenny Taylor was part of an extraordinary walk as we work our way towards celebrating the 20th anniversary and marking the anniversary of 9-11. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, 
the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.